0: having that side hustle business, having the confidence and the self-belief to know that you'll get clients. Hello, and
1: welcome to the Making Mommy Move show. This is your host, Alyssa Morton, and I am a mom of two, wife, event floral designer, serial entrepreneur, and becoming increasingly aware of the power of mindset. I am so happy and thankful that you're here. I am on a mission to help empower moms to create a lifestyle of wealth, health, fulfillment, and happiness so that you can become the very best version of yourself and create a life that you love. Every week, I am bringing you along the journey with me as I overcome the barriers of limiting mindsets and create financial freedom for my family. By sharing stories, strategies, and tips that I am learning daily through my life as a mompreneur, I hope that you will join the journey with me to create a life that you love too let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Making Mommy Move Show. I've got a really special guest today that I'm excited to share with you all. Our guest is Sharon Sammy. She's an inspirer. She's a motivational speaker. She's a serial manifester, and she shines light everywhere she goes. You'll just be able to sense the energy in this conversation. She's a manifesting abundance coach. She's an intuitive energy healer, and a corporate trainer. She empowers her clients to go from mediocre to manifesting their most magnificent life ever and creating an abundant legacy. We are so excited to chat with Sharon today. She's going to talk us all about financial growth, manifesting your abundance, and how to really break through all of life's challenges so that you can create the greatness that you're aspiring for in your life. I'm so excited to welcome Sharon today. Let's get into it. All right, everybody. I'm so excited to welcome Sharon to the podcast. Sharon, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. I'm really excited because you've got a really special background in financial wellness and manifesting abundance. You're a manifesting abundance coach. And I think that that plays a really special role in what we're going to talk about today. I know a lot of our listeners really are trying to get out of the hole. like They are stuck in that nine to five. don't have any kind of financial wellness set up or any kind of really retirement. And I think that you have a really special background that you could chat with us today about that.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So in terms of my background, I was 20 years in the corporate banking world here in the UK. So I worked in financial markets, seeing a lot of corporate clients, working with like millions and millions of pounds of loans, foreign exchange, commodities, and things like that. But like you mentioned, I was in that whole nine to five persona, although it was like six o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night, yeah. <laughs> really long hours, really, really long hours. And then it was kind of feeling actually, does this really align to what my purpose, what my passion is in life, or is there something else? And that's when I started my personal development journey about 17 years ago, training in various coaching and healing modalities. And then mixing that with the financial knowledge and aspect of things to really formulate the knowledge that I have right now, which is what I give to my clients. So yeah, so it's all to do with financial abundance and wellness.
1: That's amazing. I think everybody is going to really benefit from this conversation because we all can have the power to manifest anything we want in our life. And I know that this is your specialty. So this is amazing. Yeah. So, can you tell us if you could say to somebody like just starting out that either has a lot of credit card debt or student loan debt, or you know, there's so many different loans out there, what would you say is like the most important? Should they start paying off their debt first before they start investing? What do you recommend?
0: Yeah, well, that that is, that is the whole, I love working with hold the money mindset and stuff like that. So it is quite a mixed bag because, you know, I see a lot of people, a lot of clients as well, especially that have, you know, all of these loans, these debts, whether, whether it's student loan debt, whether it's personal finance, whether it's even like their mortgage for their property. And that's a really, really strong question because I always feel it's all about having a system and I call it a system, like a planning system. And what that system, first of all, encompasses is, first of all, knowing exactly what your expenditures are, okay? So as well as having the debt repayment, first of all, it's knowing on a monthly basis, like what are my outgoings, you know, what are my expenses? So first of all, it could be the fixed expenses and your fixed ex- expenses could have be, you know, your mortgage repayments or your rent, because you know, each and every month, it's going to stay the same. OK, then you've got, you know, your mobile phone bill. You know, we've all got a mobile phone th- these days. And then you've got your subscription. So whether you've got a subscription to Netflix, the Disney Channel, Sky or, you know, various TV packages, you know, what is that fixed expenditure? And then you've also got your variable expenditures, such as your gas and electricity, your water rates, mm-hmm. you know, your council bills and all of the other bills that come out on a monthly basis that you know that you need to pay. Okay. They've got to be paid one way or another because you don't want your whole, you know, your house repossessed or if you're renting, you don't want to be like, you know, out on the streets. So you've got to obviously have a baseline. Like what is that break even? What is that point? What's the expenditure? So detailing it down, like on a quick Google sheet, you know, Google forms or an Excel spreadsheet, just a real simple calculation. And then on the other side, it's also mentioning, you know, what do you expend spend on average like going out if you go out, you know, on your shopping bill? So when you go to your supermarket, your grocery shopping, what do you tend to on average? And I know each month it can change, but on average, what do you spend? So if you go out for entertainment, if you have fun, even going to the hairdressers, you know, even going if you go to spas or massages or going out with your friends, what is that expenditure? And if you've got children, you know, nursery fees you know things like that um you know if you've got things coming up like birthdays mm. christmas coming up you know what is the anticipated expenditure that mm. you need to allocate towards these individual pots so once you've got that kind of figure you know the expenditure figure it's also then thinking further afield well you know how much can i realistically allocate towards investing or saving because i always believe that you need to have a proportion of your pot whether that's 10% of your income, whether it's 20%, you know, depending upon what your expenditures are and what you can comfortably afford, but there should be an element of you saving or investing. And that is probably a must because it's about, you know, not looking at just today, it's looking at the end of the year, next year, you know, looking to save, especially for your the things, the um, exciting things, the luxury items such as holidays. You know, if you want to buy a new car, how are you going to pay for it? So it's a mixed bag, really. And then allocating as well in your expenditure how much you need to pay on your credit card. Because obviously, if you have got credit card debt or you've got student loan debt, it is a case of trying to minimize that and trying to, you know, to, to, to reduce that debt. So there is formulating a plan. So whatever that number looks like, it has to be quite comfortable, but realistic to you as well. And just having that plan in place, just so that you know exactly where you are from day one. And day one could be today. There's no feeling of guilt. There's no frustration. It's just having a system in place so that you know where you are right now. What's the first thing you do when you want to find a service
1: near you? You search the company's website, right? Mama Media is a talented website and brand design company that truly creates customizable websites for professionals. They have a ton of valuable resources and connections that help you create compelling copy for your website, take beautiful branded photos that complement the website design, and support after your design intensive is complete so that anything can be adjusted to best suit your business needs as it continues to evolve and change. List Mommy Moves as your referral when you submit an inquiry at mamamedia.org and receive 10% off your website intensive. So good. So for the people that feel like everything is just being spent, like, what do you say? Like if they don't have anything to allocate?
0: Yeah. Now that can be difficult. Okay. Because it is working and looking and obviously it's difficult without knowing an individual's personal circumstances. But first of all, it's looking at, okay, how are you generating an income on the other side? Is it a case that you're working? Like, you know, first of all, are you not working? Are you working part-time hours? Are you working full-time hours? Are you employed? Do you have a business? Or are you employed, but you'd like to have a side business? So it's looking at all areas of, first of all, income generation. You know, how can you increase your income pot each and every month? Because if you're struggling on the other side where it's everything that you've got is literally going out the door and you've got no room, you know, no headroom at the end of the month, you know, the whole paycheck's gone. It's a case of, well, how can we work smarter, you know, either. And it's twofold, really. It's either increasing your income or it's reducing your expenditure. And that could be like if you're getting a takeaway like three times a week, (laughs) you know, each and every, every month. It could be going to the supermarket, going to get your groceries, cooking at home. So that you're not spending, you know, double or triple the amount on takeaways. So it's about having that smart, sensible, common sense approach, because something's got to change. You know, if you are coming to the end of the month and you've hit that paycheck and you've got nothing else, you know, nothing to allocate to savings or investing, then it is a case of looking at one of those two pots: either increasing your income or decreasing your expenditure, just so that you can get that broad balance. To me, forward. I love that you brought this up, and I just want to touch
1: on it for a minute, and then we can move on to something like recommendations for investing. But you mentioned that you have the power to be able to increase your income. And I think that this is something that people don't think about a lot and they just think they automatically go to reducing their expenses and they don't open the mind to think I can bring more money in. And that's like one of the favorite things I love to talk about is that you can invent money. Like you can invent money to come in any way, in any form, you can manifest it to come into your life. And it literally, any idea that you have, you can create money with it. And I love that you just brought this up because people need to remember that there's another option. Like. You can create a side hustle. You can sell things online. You can
0: flip things. Yeah. You can do anything that you want, any idea, yeah. really. Yeah, definitely. And it is just that. But I think, as well, taking a step back, a quick step back, a lot of it, as well, is to do with mindset. Mm-hmm. And that is super, super. Important because you can have all of the strategies, the business strategies, you know, the getting promoted strategies, all of these strategies on how to increase your business. But if you don't have the mindset behind it and the belief system and, you know, having that self worth and the confidence and the courage then your strategy is not going to work. And I call it like the 80-20% rule. You know, 80% is all to do with the energetics, the mindset piece, and 20% is the strategy. So just quickly going into the whole mindset piece, it's all about, for example, if we go to our thoughts and our belief system. So listening out there, think about, okay, exercise, quick exercise how do you view money? you know, do you view it that money comes in abundance, it flows, you know, it's easy to attract money, you have plentifulness of money, you know, your bank account is overflowing with money and abundance and prosperity and wealth. Or is it like a little bit of the latter where it's like, I can't seem to hold on to my money, money just seems to go, you know, I can never like I never have enough to buy the things I want to buy. I and it's a struggle, money is an uphill battle you know and it's two mm-hmm. kind of frames of mind on one side you've got the scarcity and then on the other side you've got the complete opposite which is the abundant mindset and you can turn things around so even if you are living to paycheck to paycheck and you know feeling a little bit of a struggle first of all it does come down to your relationship with money and what your actual money story is which you know I do a whole program and a whole course on this about money mindset and Opening you up to your money story. Like, and it goes all the way back to childhood. You know, what were the things that you heard as a child from your parents? You know, simply as like, money doesn't grow on trees. You can't have that toy. It's too expensive. You can't have those sweets. Not today, you know? And then you've got implanted like money is the root of all evil. And if you're thinking, yeah, that's what I believe and that's what I br- was brought up with, well, actually, we could reframe it to money is the root of all abundance you know, and be open to having that abundance and be open to accepting money on all levels, because that is the difference between the scarcity and the abundance mindset, being in debt and being in overflow. So when you work on your money mindset, you can then do the strategies like you mentioned, which is great, you know, starting with strategies of like having that side hustle business, having the confidence and the Mm self-belief to know that you'll get clients. You know, buying your products, buying your services. And a quick, quick hack that you could do straight away is just open your wardrobe. Look at the things that you haven't worn over the last 12 to 24 months. Feel into the clothes and think, can I sell these? Or am I actually going to wear these clothes? Because it goes into every single aspect of our life from our clothes to the car we drive to the people that we associate with. But just doing that small hack of even just, you know, if you've got children and, you know, you've got so many toys overflow or you've got things in your home that just accumulate and you know that you need to get rid of the books you know the the toys the clothes whatever items they are even electrical items in the kitchen whatever it is and I remember when I've got two children and I remember just when they finished when they were teething and then they were I was putting them onto solid food etc and then I was blending everything and I had this three-tier steamer and then after a while I thought I'm not even going to be using this three-tier steamer mm. and I paid so much for it and it was gathering dust in the cupboard in the kitchen and I just thought one day I'm going to take a picture of it and I'm going to put it online and sell it and literally within I think it was like two hours I got some messages back saying oh can I come around can I buy this blah 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 and I literally sold mm. it two days later the person came and they bought it and it wasn't as much as mm. I paid for it But it was probably 25% of what I bought it for originally, which is just money, just cash flow. And that's how you can generate, you know, more money. And even last week, I sold a pram, (laughs) a two-buggy pram that had literally been in our garage for four years, just before COVID. And the, the children were little and we needed the buggy. We bought it, went on holiday. We used it probably once. You know, for our whole seven day holiday, you know, we used it every day, but we use it that one occasion and it's just gathering dust. And I said to my husband, we've just got to get rid of this because it's just there. Somebody else can make use of it, you know, and I just literally took some pictures, put it online and I got so many people interested. And if you think about it, it's like you've got so many things around your home that other people could make so much use of. So that's like a money making Making um opportunity. Working as a
1: solopreneur and struggling to find the time and energy to do it all, especially when trying to grow your audience on all of the platforms, I outsource all of my content creation to Mama Media. They have a team of incredibly talented professionals that help me create and produce my podcasts, repurpose them on all the channels like YouTube, social media. And posted according to our schedule on all of the platforms that are best suited for my brand and my businesses. Use my code MOMMYMOVES when you inquire at mamamedia.org for 10% off your service. You can thank me later. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody has something in their house that they can get rid of that's just causing yeah. clutter in their home. It opens them up for more abundance and more flow. And it brings a little extra income in that they're able to either pay off their debt or put it into their investing account. Yeah, I want to pick your brain because you've got so much wealth of knowledge in this aspect with your 20 years of corporate banking experience. What do you recommend for people to start investing in? Do you believe in real estate? Do you believe in stocks versus <laughs> index funds? Like there's so many different options out there and I want to tell our audience yeah. like what
0: they should be doing. Yeah. Thank you. That's such a great question. Now, I believe in don't put all your eggs in one basket. Now, there could be obviously other views to the contrary, but I always believe in spreading, diversifying. So I always believe in having a portfolio of assets. I call it assets because the liabilities are the other side that you don't actually own. Like, for example, if you've got a car loan that the car isn't actually yours. It's a liability. It's not an asset. It's not yours at the end. So I believe in definitely property. And obviously, bearing in mind around the world at the moment, we're going through this economic crisis at the moment. On one hand, it could be scarcity. On the other hand, it could be abundant, purely because it could be opportunities for so many people out there. Even though, and I'm here in the UK, the prices are skyrocketing at the moment, but we're going through an economic crisis. Gas and electricity prices are going through the roof. Inflation is like double digits at the moment. GDP is literally like coming. It's contracting. We're on the brink of the recession if we're not already in recession. So, there are mixed views out there. But one thing I would say is property is a fantastic Vehicle to invest in if you can and you've got the finances and you can get great, you can make great offers out there in the marketplace because with property it's an asset and that asset over time is only going to grow. So you can then re- reap in your rental income, which then formulates your passive income each and every month. So you kind of buy your asset, put the deposit on it, get your you know your tenants in, and then. Get the income, the rental income, which then formulates your passive income minus the expenditures. And that's one way that over the years, which then you can pass on to your children should you want to. But over the years, that probably bricks and mortar, I would say, is a real strong investment to make. And then on the other side, you have got shares. So stocks and shares, but you do have to do your research into various companies. So whether it's the technological companies, whether it's property companies, retail companies, the financial sector, whatever the company is, it's about researching, first of all, looking at the trends, et cetera, and maybe just investing a little proportion each and every month into stocks and shares. And as I mentioned, we're going through the economic you know, downturn at the moment. So a lot of these prices with a lot of companies are coming down. And then it is a case of, are you risk adverse? Like, are you quite scared and go, oh, no, I don't want to do that because it's coming down and I'm going to lose or is it your mindset? Like, actually, I can see it as an opportunity because as the prices come down, it could be an opportunity to invest. Because in the future, the price is only going to go up. Obviously, you're going to get your peaks and troughs in all marketplaces as well as property. And I'm not a qualified financial advisor, etc. So obviously, do do your research. Do speak to the proper independent financial advisors. But property, I would say, is definite. Um, stocks and shares, I would say. I love stocks and shares, but you do have to do your research. And years ago, 15, 20 years ago, in fact, I started investing in stocks and shares. And yes, I lost a huge amount, but then I've also gained a huge amount as well. But it's also your mindset when you're investing. Okay, it's your mindset. It's not having that scarcity. Oh, you know, is this going to come down? Is it going to come down? Because it will come down because it's cyclical. You know, stocks can come down and stocks can go up it is probably over the more longer term the same as bricks and mortar investing in property and then you've got the more safer investments such as savings accounts you know with banks building societies here in the uk or wherever you are around the world you've got you know your your normal bank savings account but then again it's looking at the interest rates because your return on the amount that you are saving is probably not going to be high it's not going to be maybe not in line with inflation mm-hmm. but it is quite safe and your money could be quite liquid and when i mean liquid it means that you know any time you can go to the bank and you can withdraw your money compared to if you invested in property you wouldn't be able to take your money back without selling the property <laughs> you know so you've got to look at as well what your need for liquidity is do you need like access to your funds Or are you happy to tie your funds down for the medium to longer term? So, there's a whole vast amount of ways that you can invest your money. And there's so many different ways. But if you are looking to do that, I would say definitely talk to an independent financial advisor. And they can definitely advise you in terms of which way. And depending upon what your goals are as well, are you looking for growth, you know, capital growth? Or are you looking for more short term passive income? So, it depends as well what your goals are. What are some of your favorite passive income streams? Because this is something
1: that I think everybody needs to create in their life. I know online courses and that coaching programs and stuff like this is really booming right now. Are there other passive income streams that people can create if they don't want to go the online course route?
0: Yeah, definitely. If like depending upon what what your job is or what you're doing at the moment ebooks so for example that's a particular area that you could go down in terms of selling ebooks selling different programs online and they're called like evergreen products which I do help clients in terms of put together in terms of what their idea is how they can create it how they can market it so it's basically the whole process a to Z in terms of helping a client with the ideas all the way through to actually selling an evergreen product. Um, so that's a particular way that they could go down. But the ultimate thing is you've actually got to be quite passionate about what it is that you're doing and not just doing it for the sake of making money. Because if it's for the sake of making money, your heart's not going to be in it and it's not going to be in the right energy as well. And Above all else, it's all to do with your energy and obviously your mindset and your belief system. So there's a lot to it in terms of generating money and, you know, passive income, wealth, prosperity, abundance, which is what I'm all about. But it can be done. It definitely can be done. And it's about, first of all, having that plan in place, knowing what the initial outcome you want the outcome to be. But knowing as well, going deeper into it, like what is your ultimate why? Why are you getting up each day going to your corporate job or you know serving your clients in your business what is the ultimate why what's the end result what are you trying to achieve you know is it financial freedom but it's okay saying financial freedom but what does that mean what does it mean does it mean creating that lifestyle of you know having that freedom so that you can go on holiday and then what does that mean so it's about really digging through the layers and knowing what your ultimate purpose is
1: So important. I feel like everybody, once they think about what they want, they're able to actually formulate a number. Like, and this is the end number. This is the goal of how much money I need to bring in each month passively, ideally, so that you can have the freedom to be able to do what you want. And then you also have the energy and the mindset and the focus to be able to focus on other things that actually really bring you joy and purpose in life to create and help others. Because when you're in that financial struggle, all you're thinking about is yourself and how you're going to be able to pay for your food for your family and pay your rent and the mortgage next month. But once you have the freedom, you're able to focus on the bigger reasons that you are doing the work that you're doing and like who else you can help and share that abundance.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I think as well on all levels, it does come down to first of all, just noticing your thoughts. So even for example, if you Like I mentioned before in that first exercise, just writing down what your expenditures are, first of all. And then just notice when you're writing down your expenditures, like this is my mortgage, this is my payment for my car, this is my credit card bill, this is my mobile phone bill, whatever it is, just notice like, how do you feel when you see that figure? What are your thoughts? Are your thoughts saying, oh, that's too expensive. I can't afford that. How am I going to pay for this? That can't be that high. You know, Whatever your thoughts are, just notice them. And then it's, first of all, acknowledging how you're actually feeling about money. Because to attract abundance and to attract wealth and prosperity, it is all about the mindset piece and having that abundant mindset compared to the scarcity mindset. And obviously, in terms of training your mind and shifting, there's so many different exercises and techniques, which is obviously probably for another day because there's so many and there's so much of depth to talk into it. But yeah, that's something that I definitely help clients with to basically heal that scarcity mindset. And also I do um, offer as well a deep dive money mindset program, which is basically a number of sessions where we really go deep into the subconscious and reprogram, you know, the limiting beliefs to do with money, to do with wealth and abundance creation so that you can actually open yourself up and become empowered. And transform your relationship with money and just opening yourself up to abundance and prosperity on all levels in life. So yes, that's something that I definitely offer clients when they work with me on a one-to-one basis.
1: Amazing. I think everybody can benefit from that because I know that I have deep-rooted financial uh, (laughs) mindsets that were ingrained in me from childhood. And I know that my husband and I have done a couple episodes talking about like, Breaking the generational curses of like those awful deep rooted mindsets. Are there any last words for our audience as they're trying to create this future for themselves and their business and their life and their personal aspects for just prosperity and wellness and joy in their life?
0: Yeah, I would say overall, it is first of all coming from a place of, I would say gratitude. Okay, because being grateful for the things that you have. Even if you feel it's challenging at times and you may be struggling, but being grateful is one of like it promotes that high vibration because when you're abundant and it's simply just saying a daily Mm -hmm. exercise, which initially came from Oprah Winfrey years and years ago Mm -hmm. where she had a, a gratitude journal. But it's literally saying each and every day and it should become a daily practice as well over time. And it's saying, I am so happy and grateful today for... And you could start with anything, like for the roof over my head, because it's keeping my family warm, it's protecting, it's giving my family shelter for, you know, the water that I'm drinking, because, you know, it's filling me up with vitality, you know, and becoming healthy for my eyesight, for being able to see, you know, the beauty around me in the world, for my hair, for my clothes, for my children, for the pen that's on my desk, you know, all of these things. But. With abundance, not only does it increase your vibration and it opens you up to the thanks and the appreciation, but it also then helps you to manifest more of what's in that same vibrational frequency as you. So the more you raise your vibration, and to do that is by saying and stating the, the gratitude, you raise your vibration and then you're energetically in line with more abundance from the universe. You're opening yourself up for more abundance because you're moving away from that scarcity mindset. But also with gratitude, it's all about feeling into the emotions. So it's not just about saying, oh, I'm so happy and grateful for my water. I'm so happy, you know, just like a ritual of just reading through things. It's about really spending time to really feel the emotion You know, I'm so happy and grateful for the home, you know, and really feeling so joyful inside and that happiness and that contentment, because that's going to raise your vibration. And I do on a side note, I do have a free gratitude ebook. If anybody's interested in downloading that, you just need to click the link and it gives you seven daily gratitude exercises that you can do that are very simple to do, but very simple not to do. But if you do choose to do them each and every day, it just raises your vibration. And if you get to that high vibe, you will then start to be in synchronicity with the universe and the things that you want to attract. And if money, and financial abundance is one of them, then you will start to resonate at that level and then you will start to attract that abundance towards you. But I would say as a closing note, gratitude is definitely, definitely something to consider and to, to actually act upon and do. Can I also leave you with a mantra? Please. I'm not sure if I shared it with you before, but I'm going to share it again because I really feel the power of this. And it's the power of the words and the intention behind it. And it's six words. And those six words are, I can, I will, I am. So I can, which means I can do this. I can attract abundance. I can, you know, go ahead with all the investments that I want to do. I can accumulate more wealth. I can. And I will, I will definitely do this, you know, setting that intention, that powerful intention. And then having that, I am, I've created it. I am, I've achieved it on all levels. So yeah, I can, I will, I am. So powerful. I think that
1: that's the perfect ending note for a conversation. I'm going to link everything in the show notes so people can get access to that free ebook and they can find you on all the profiles, but go ahead and plug it real quick. Say exactly where they can find you and we'll end there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. So, yeah, if you want to reach out to me, just literally do a search either on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, Sharon Sammy, and you'll find me. And I also have a Facebook group called Anything is Possible. So it's the Manifesting Abundance Collective. But if you just search Anything is Possible, you will find the group. And it's all about empowering you to become, you know, the best version of you to reach your true greatness where anything is possible so i look forward to connecting with you all very soon yes
1: thank you so much for coming on here and for sharing all of your wealth of knowledge i know that there's so much more we could dive into but this has been fantastic and i appreciate you coming
0: on and talking to our audience thank you and thank you so much for having me and it's been great to be here so thank you very much
1: Thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way through on the Making Mommy Move show. Make sure to subscribe anywhere that you're listening to podcasts at, and I would really appreciate a kind and honest review of the show. That's how more moms will be able to find our podcast and listen in each week with you. Copy this link, share it with your friends on social media, I will be forever grateful. I'm so happy and proud of you for making the first Mommy Move by listening to the show. Until next time, I encourage you to keep up the momentum by continuing to make mommy moves along with me. Talk soon.